Hey, Jason. <laughs> this ought to be good. Dave, tell us. <laughs> Do you know that they have finally found the leading cause of dry skin? <laughs> what is it? Towels. <laughs> 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 just, just pulled that one out. <laughs> Duly noted. Musician Mindset is a conversation series that extracts the performance and preparation thought process from world-class musicians, leaving you with wisdom and exercises to level up your musical journey. Isn't isn't dead skin? I'm, I could be totally ignorant here, but I, I feel like I've I heard or heard or read years ago that dead skin is the cause of most dust in our house. That's true. Is that true? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, right. I've well, heard that. That's not as funny though. Not no, not nearly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Musician Mindset. Today our guest is Elliot Yamin. Uh, he's a singer, songwriter, producer, and entertainer who launched his recording career following a top three finalist appearance on American Idol season five. His debut album, Elliot Yamin, debuted at number three on the Billboard album chart and was the highest debuting album by an independent artist in SoundScan history. Impressive. The self-titled disc achieved gold status in the US and Japan and yielded the platinum hit, Wait For You. Platinum selling artist on our show. Yeah. Mm. Fancy. Uh, Elliot continues to tour domestically, internationally, um, which have also included three trips to Africa as a spokesman to the Malaria No More Foundation, as well as a variety of other charities, relief groups, and peace organizations. Elliot is an activist and spokesman for the American Diabetes Association and the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation to help create awareness and raise money for research. And we were just talking earlier, something that, that we support uh, very much as uh, well. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having Happy me. Happy to, uh, to have you. And there's a lot to discuss. And there's a lot our audience is going to get out of this. But let's start from the beginning. How did you get into music? And can you take us through some of your earlier performances, and, like the first things that you can remember? And we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. So I've been singing since the doctor said push, right? <laughs> Um, my mom was a singer. She had an incredible bluesy, um, soulful tone to her voice. And she sang a lot of jazz standards when she was younger. She moved out here to LA to chase the dream like many do, uh, to chase the dream like many do, excuse me. <laughs> and, um, so my brother and I were born here in LA and, and, um, so in my early years, I'd have to say my, probably my first like concerts that I ever can recall um, is performing at my grandma and Zeta's convalescent home. So I, we would go there and we would help out, help the nurses out. We would have, they'd have family days and we would go help out all the other, a lot of, a lot of, there were a lot of shut-ins there that didn't have family that visited them like as annoyingly as we visited our grandma and Zeta. Right. <laughs> so we were always there. And, um, yeah, we, we would, there was a piano in the, there was always a piano in the cafeteria and there was always a pianist there on on staff. And um, yeah, I would somehow I'd get up the nerve to just get in front of the um, the convalescent audience there and and sing the few jazz standards that I knew from my mom. <laughs> Did anybody so, like like provoke you to do that, or you just were like, "I want to do this. This is how I feel." I think my mom sort of nudged me in that direction. Just to, you know, she was never she never put any pressure on me. Um, to do anything in life, really. She just was always really supportive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I, just, I don't know. It, gave, it brought me joy. It brought it brought um, all the patients their joy. And, um, and so early on, I think, <clears throat> you know, from a very young age, I 
sort of got that visceral reaction from from people in in, in that I was in front of, and um, I, I think once you get that feeling that that someone just making somebody feel something, that bug just sort of sort of just takes over in you, and and I think from then on, I I sort of knew what I wanted to do in life, you know. That's really cool. So let's talk about that when when you realize that you made somebody feel something as a performer. Like, what was that moment? Can you talk about like how it made you feel, how you discovered that <clears throat> you made somebody feel something? Um, well, it was by accident. I mean, I was just doing it selfishly for my own, you know, for my own psyche, right? For my own fulfillment. But when you look out at the crowd and you see people moved, right? And you see people like hanging onto your words. Um, it's a real powerful feeling, you know? And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of experience growing up doing that, but... Um, uh, but getting to do that every now and again at uh, at the convalescent home was just, uh, it was just such a rush, you know, such a rush getting to see those reactions and to hear, hearing everyone sort of throw praises your way. And, and um, so, you know, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't until I got older that I learned how to obviously harness all that and, and sort of cultivate that, right. And, and learn how to do that. But but it's always been a natural talent. It's always been a natural gift of mine that, that I can't explain to this day. Um, that's why I always tell people, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've been singing since the doctor said push because I was just born with this natural gift, you know, and it took many years to realize that, that it is truly a gift, right? But, but I think <clears throat> unknowingly you realize that when you look out and you see people's reactions and how they're, how they're vibing with you and how they're, like I said, you know, how they're hanging on to whatever it is you're, you're spitting, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just power. If I have to choose one word, I'd say powerful. It's really power. It's a really powerful feeling. Cause you know, people, you know, there's that old adage, people, <clears throat> excuse me, people may forget what you say, what, what you do, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Right. right? So that's something I've always tried to try to be conscious of whenever I'm performing, you know? That's probably a great entrance into performance too. performing in that environment. A lot of people, you hear stories like my first performance was a recital where I was being judged and it had to be perfect. And, you know, right out of the gate, your performances are with an audience that's just happy to hear music and happy to see you and happy to have you there. And I would imagine that's a great launching into like a a safe, happy performance experience out of the gate. It was now, mind you, there would be a lot of, a lot of people in the audience who are asleep or kind of dreaded, (laughs) like, you know, uh, you'd see them looking down. Um, it humbles but, you right away as a, as a performer. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, but so, um, but yeah, but it was, um, but it was a great way, obviously, for them to, you know, sort of, I guess, break up their daily monotony, right? You know, mm-hmm. that their lives were so routined every day. They eat the same, you know, they eat at the same time every day. They go outside for activities they go on trips every day at the same time so it was just something different that i think they appreciated yep. at least i hope so <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah there was so much uh, that you had said in the previous here uh, that uh, i want to dive into a couple of these things you talked about harnessing the power and it was it was later on that you learned you learned how to harness the power of your voice when you first started singing how how did you handle people coming up to you and telling you that wow, you're amazing. You know, your voice is amazing. Like what, what was that, that early interpretation internally? And how did you eventually learn 
that what you can do is a gift and how to take that to the next level? Well, not well. Not well. I didn't take I don't take compliments too well. I'm I've always been very gracious and very humble and um sort of had this ah, oh, gee whiz, me, ah oh, shucks, thanks, man, you know, um, kind of mentality. Um, but it was always afterwards, whenever I whenever I fled the scene from wherever that performance or te- or or um uh perf- you know, performance took place. I was just always left feeling so good because I knew I made others feel so good, hmm. feel so good, right? Um, but not well, man. I I've always felt weirded out by 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 getting compliments, and um, and thus it always made me very shy about my singing. I wasn't very open about it, you know. Occasionally, like as I got older, like occasionally in in middle school, as I started getting more of my personality together, and um, and conjuring up groups of friends and, and, um, I would use, I would use it every now and again at parties and, and just a sort of a way to get girls, um, a, a way to sort of ingratiate myself to the, uh, the opposite sex. <laughs> um, but you know, honestly, man, it, it really wasn't until I was on American Idol that I realized, and that's, we're talking a long time between, you know, the early years and then my adulthood here, you know, but it really wasn't until I, I made it on the show that I realized, okay, this is truly a gift. And I've sort, I had sort of been wasting that gift for a long time Mm -hmm. leading up to that point. So I was one of those kids that just had nothing to lose, you know, and, and uh, everything to gain. So up to that point, I never really, I never really looked at it as, as being that different or that special because it's like tying your shoes. You know, it's, we don't think twice about it. If our shoes untied, we bend over, we, tie our shoes and the double knot that we learned when we were little kids. Theo's age, as a matter of fact, right? <laughs> Maybe younger. Theo uh, but, is Dave's, uh, <laughs> Dave's younger son. <laughs> our studio audience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Theo. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, and, and unfortunately, I just, I never really viewed it as something that special because it was something that I could just always do naturally. I honestly, I never had to work at it. I never had to put the time and the effort in that so many others with, um, with, with these kind of musical talents do, you know? Um, I did sing a lot. I tried to emulate the voices that I loved growing up, including my mom. My mom was my first influence, obviously, right? Hmm. But, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't until I made it on the show that I realized, wow, I can touch so many people in one fell swoop, like <laughs> just by opening up this big old mouth that used to get me in so much trouble when I was a kid, you know? Um, and so... That that alone was was also another powerful step in my you know in my musical journey because I, you know, here I was on this grand stage and and of all the stages to do it on right so, um, yeah it took it it took up until that point to realize okay this is really a gift now you've got to really you've got a shot to really use it and spread it around to whoever will listen so so before you made that decision to to audition for American Idol what were your intentions what did you want to do with your life. I mean, it was always a back burner dream of mine to to be on a stage somewhere performing, you know, and, and um getting to share my talent with others. But um, you know, as as they say life happens, you know, I I I had some medical issues growing up. Um my parents divorced, you know, my dad left us. We were just dealing with life stuff, you know, that that sort of at times can get in the way of your goals and your dreams, right? And mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to get there. I wasn't 
pursuing music as a career. So I worked a lot of jobs, a lot of, you know, some a lot more meaningless than others, <laughs> uh, a lot, some a lot more mundane than others, but I gained so much experience and it, it, it allowed me to build so much character too. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, I, you know, I was just a working man, you know, trying to, trying to survive, pay my rent, pay my bills and take care of my diabetes and not die, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? So those sort of things sort of trumped, um, sort of trumped my goals of being a professional singer. And also I just didn't really have the resources or the tools to really get, get there, you know, to really achieve those goals, you know? That's why American Idol was so important to me because it was such a such an incredible vehicle that I didn't have to I didn't have to um, pay for you know I didn't have to pay for I didn't have to uh, uh, I just showed up and opened my mouth and here we are you know so yeah uh, obviously there's a lot more that went into it but sure you, know. you said something a minute ago that um, it had always <clears throat> come easily to you and that you didn't have to work too hard for a good result. Are you speaking pre-American Idol and then when you got to Idol, was it like a slap in the face or did that continue that like you could sort of ride on your talent or was that a turning point for you? Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah, it was It, it was sort of a slap in the face because I hadn't really learned my craft yet. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Anyone mm -hmm. who can sing can sing, right? Right. But there's so much more that goes into actually performing and emoting and connecting really right. is the main thing, right? Making that connection with the audience is something I just had no clue about, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was literally a straight up boot camp, you know, um, a free college, so to speak, you yeah. know, of like how to learn how to become the performer I wanted to be, you know? And, and, uh, I had, I had very little experience up to that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I said, like I said, I'd sing at parties. I I had recorded a few songs in a few, you know, low rent studios, um, but to the magnitude of what, of what uh, American Idol was, and that, you know, and that show, and what and what it was at the time, you know, how big it was, and the magnitude of it, um, really was like a it really was like a uh, like a punch to the to the gut. Yeah, one that I'm so grateful for. You know? And you're learning you're learning a lot, but you're learning a lot in front of everybody, you know, in front of millions of people. Yeah. It's like, you can be shy. You can be, you can have all your hangups, whatever they may be. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> to be thrown into the fire like that, you've either it's sink or swim. Right. Yeah. So I chose to swim as best as I could. Yeah. Still, still a nervous wreck every single week, you know, but I learned so much invaluable lessons, you know? Um, and that's where I really got to learn the craft of being a performer. Um, you know, being a, a, a an entertainer, you know, and and uh, I'm just forever for, forever grateful. What what were the logistics of like a week on Idol as far as like rehearsal schedule and like I'm guessing you had to like memorize a lot of things really quickly and then <laughs> things like that. Like, how did that all work? Super hectic, super hectic. I mean, they um they kept our place super full, right? Um, yeah. If if we're not rehearsing our songs, picking our songs, making sure they get cleared. Um, we're, we are in the studio recording our background vocals for those corny group songs we would do every, right, every right. results night. Um, we are, we are learning though. We are learning, uh, cor uh, um, choreography, choreography yeah. which is something I had no clue. I've always had rhythm, right. But like to learn coordinated steps from point A to point B and 
what to do with your hands and, and your feet and stuff. I just had no clue, right? Um, so so we're learning choreography. We're um, we're rehearsing with the band. We're rehearsing on our own. We're shooting we're shooting commercials for our big sponsor Ford Motor Company. Right, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean we're we're shopping for our wardrobe each week. You know, um, they they were they were really cool enough to give us a four hundred dollars stipend a stipend every week for mm. um, you know for the outfits that we choose and we we would roll out and go. You know, we would have designated times to go shopping with our stylists. Um, so yeah, I mean, all of which I had no experience in whatsoever. Like no. I, I, I remember, like I never, I don't think I'd ever spent more than like thirty bucks on a pair of jeans. You yeah. know, and I just remember how like sticker shocked I was when the stylist would take us to like Bloomingdale's or just all these like boutique, really super expensive clothing stores, and they're like, "Oh, these jeans are great. They look, try these on." And I look at the price tag, and I'm like. What? 150 bucks for a pair of jeans? Are you kidding me? I never never in my life, you know? Right. right. Um, so so just just little little things like that along the way that I really had to sort of get used to and understand that okay, this is you know, and not to mention there's cameras following you around. I mean, you know, it's a TV show first and foremost, right? Yeah. Um, so it's hard enough it was hard enough just trying to focus on your your main task, which was to get the best best out of your performance you could each week. And we're talking 90 seconds, you know, that's really all you have to make that impression Yeah. each week. So, um, yeah, and, and, and figuring out what parts of the song you're going to cut and what parts of the song you're going to use, because we don't, obviously we didn't get to sing, you know, every right, right. every song to its, to you know, full so, song. So, like with that amount of distraction coming at you all throughout the week, but especially when you're, when it's time to actually perform, did you develop any specific mental tricks or strategies or anything to be able to like tune all of that out and just focus on your performance? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a few things. I, I, I constantly asked questions, um, cause I was so lost. So I asked, I, 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 with no shame, I asked so many questions, Good for you. um, <laughs> which is vital. You know, you gotta yeah. remember to just, yeah. you know, that's what they were there for to help, to help us out. You know, people, it, it, it's a competition, but we're really only competing against our last performances, right? Everyone right. was super supportive. I'm, I'm talking about all the uh, our peers, the contestants. Right. You know, we all rooted for one another. Um, but there were so many, so many great people there with so much experience that I leaned on. Another thing I did, like you said, uh, to tune everything out, I stayed off of the internet. Mm, <laughs> I good, stayed yeah. away from the internet. Good. I saw so many people get so caught up in in um, forums and blogs and people just you know, at, at their, at will would just trash us constantly. Yep. And, and that would really get to a lot of people, uh, during, throughout the season. And I made sure I stayed away from that. Um, and just really focused on my job at the time was, you know, the music, the songs, the song choices, how I'm going to present myself on stage really at the end of the day, that's, that's what keeps us there. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. you know, that's, and the, I mean, those are the two two first things that come to mind. It's just you know, qu questions, asking questions, soaking it all, soaking up as much knowledge as you can, and, and staying away from all the all the chatter. You know, have you, you always know? been like that, asking questions along the way, like even before the idol experience, growth mindset we call it. You know, like like trying to figure out how things go by asking questions. Absolutely, yeah. I've always had an inquisitive mind. I mean, and and. Uh, you know, my mom was never bashful. If she didn't know, so she never, you know, if she didn't know something, she'd always ask and taught us as much as she could. But 
you know, uh, life is hard, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. just lots of questions to be asked and lots, lots of answers out there. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and up to that point, I just really, I, it was confusing at first because there's just so many cameras. It's just a very unnatural setting. Right. Um, and so it, it was just very confusing. So I just, I wanted to know what, like what we were doing and, and why we were doing it and, and, uh, and, and how it all works. I mean, I got, I got firsthand, you know, hands-on experience, like behind the scenes every day, how, how a, a machine of a television show works. You know what I mean? I mean, throw all the other stuff out of the, out of the window about my personal gains, but like just seeing how the, the, the animal, the machine runs was, was really cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. And, and again, very unnatural, <laughs> like yeah. any other setting I'd ever been in. So, um, yeah, I was very curious and I still am to this day. And I think, I think we have to remain that way to survive. Like, you know, you don't know something, there's no shame in asking, you know? Yeah. So. yeah just being humble about it. I mean, that's a key to success is, is asking Absolutely. questions because you just want to know rather than having an ego about it and, and thinking if you, if you're the one that's not asking questions, you appear like the one who knows what they're doing, but right. that's just not the truth. That's really awesome. So, yeah. uh, I want to talk about that. You, you had mentioned going on stage and like there was the nervousness about you know performing on such a, a, a large uh vent at such a large venue oh yeah <laughs> how what was your mental preparation before going on um well i start off i if if i the first thing i would focus on was just reciting my lyrics over and over again um uh, i forgot a few here and there <laughs> we you know every other week i'd forget a few lyrics and we all did um because we didn't really have a lot of time to, to rehearse with the band. And, um, um, and then on our own time, we were just, just so inundated with other stuff that came along with the gig. Right. So, um, just reciting my lyrics over and over again, I'm talking about up until the point, till the door is open and we come out. Mm -hmm. till the band cues up, I'm going over those lyrics while my knees are knocking backstage, <laughs> literally knocking at it from, from the nerves, you know? Um, but also, um, but also trying to, trying to uh, imagine myself and where I'm where I'm gonna go, at certain parts of the songs, like where where what I'm gonna do with the mic, what I'm gonna do with the mic stand after I take the mic off. Am I gonna take the mic off? Um, just sort of plotting out my stage movements, you know, visualization, yeah. Um, so I can be prepared and not you know and not look like I you know you don't want to look like it's technical, but you want to make it look as natural as possible. But you're also thinking about all this stuff, and all this stuff is so new to me. You know, I was so green to that whole process. So, I think the main thing was just really focusing in on on like, you know, those 90, 90 seconds that we'd have on stage and trying to get the best out of it. You know, um, and and sort of you know which lines I'm going to really emote to try to to try to you know drive home the. Uh, important elements of of each song, you know, and uh, so just going over that in my head, um, leading up to to when my name is called to come out and perform was was uh, was really the way I I prepared like <laughs> right then and there, you know, mm -hmm. um, you, and and then ahead. of course all week long we're you know we're preparing we're preparing as well, so both together as a group and individually. So, so you talk about uh picking out which words or lines to emote and you have I and I have discussed that that this is one of your strengths was this something that you were strong at pre-idol or this is something that you learned no it's something that I learned really yes yes it's something that I learned uh 
you know, um, yeah, I had really no experience before Idol in any of that stuff, man. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's why it's that's why I'm so grateful for that, for the all those, for all that, you know, for that experience, for all those teachings, you know, um, because I showed up just being the singer that with this big old voice, but didn't really know how to use it, right? And so I learned all that stuff. I mean, we would, you know, literally stand in front of a, Full length. I would stand in front of a full length mirror with uh, Mike. Shout out to Michael Orlin and Dorian Holly. Those are our sort of our stage presence coaches, right? And our vocal coaches. <clears throat> but they'd have me stand in front of a full length mirror, um, looking at myself and how and and sort of going over each line of the song. And okay, what are you going to do on this line? What are you going to do on this line? How do you want to present this line? Because this is a really important line to drive home. I mean, this is a pretty important lyric right so that's how that's how uh, that's how I how I got better at it I mean that's really how I established my com my comfort level with it was just rehearsing was just rehearsing a ton I mean I would you know another example was I would stay late I'd stay I, I put in extra time because I just had no <laughs> yeah I knew that I, it's just like staying staying late after school you know if you need some extra help with some homework or something that was my homework. That was my, my gig. And I wanted it to become my livelihood. So I just wanted to soak as much of it up as I could, you know? <clears throat> so I stay late. I'd, I'd go back to our, our, our rooms. I stand in front of the mirror and just like you are when you're a kid and you're trying to, you know, trying to figure stuff out with, with the, with the brush or a comb in the, in the mirror, you know, I did all that stuff and I worked really hard and trying to, <clears throat> trying to gain confidence, you know? Um, and that came, that grew each week. Each week I, I, I got a little more comfortable. I got a little more confident. Um, and I really, I, I continued to grow as an artist and figure out what kind of artist I really wanted to be after the show and, and, and where I want, how I, where I wanted to take this, you know, and how I wanted it to, to really work for me. That's, that's an interesting point. I think we can get some, some value for our audience. There is the, the process of discovering who you wanted to be as an artist can you take us through your 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 mental thought there? Yeah, I mean, I just I really had no clue what it what what the all encompassing of being an artist was about. You know, um, I had never really written too many. I, I hadn't really uh, tried to write songs before. Um, I, I mean, when I say I'm, I was so green, I really I really was. I was the greenest of 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 the green. <laughs> um, but so all the while, I'm I'm I'm. Each week as I made it through, I thought, okay, well, I'm getting closer to like actually winning this thing. I, I'm going to have a career. I'm going to make a career out of this, which was my goal in the beginning, you know. But each each week as I grew closer to that, you know, to that coming to fruition, I started thinking about, okay, now it's time to like think about the afterlife, post-idol. What do you want to do with this? How are you going to make it happen? And I was lucky enough to have um, a good support system in my corner, Um once the show ended, um, I was lucky enough to just be around so many people who were way more talented than me and way more experienced than me that I learned from. Um, and I just, I knew that I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to become a recording artist. I wanted to make records. Um, and I wanted to tour. Um, I didn't know how that was going to happen. Honestly, I didn't know how to get there. Um, but I knew that I was on my way. Um, 
And yeah, that's it. I mean, I knew I, I've always been a soul singer. So I just, I figured I'd be doing soul music and, and I do something with an R and B influence. Cause that's the music that I grew up on. That was the, that was like, you know, aside from old jazz standards, R and B and soul music were really my introduction, full introduction to, to music, to, to my taste, to my taste buds that I loved. Cause that's what my mom loved. And that's what she played for us in the house and in the car. And, um, so I knew that I wanted to be a, you know, a soul singing, you know, uh, recording artist. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it all, you know, it all, you know, none of that would be possible without all those experiences on the show, you know, and, uh, it really helped, it really helped me understand, understand, you know, how to become an artist, you know, how to, how to become an artist, how to, uh, you know, I started writing songs while I was on the show, you know, just in my spare time, the little spare time we had, I just jot down a lyric here or two on my Blackberry. That's all long, that's how long ago mm -hmm. it was. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I started, I really, you know, while I was really focused on on the present, I was also um, thinking about my future and um, and uh, and how I wanted to, to, to really make the best of this opportunity, you know? So if a young artist is trying listening, to prepare, sorry, yeah, just really trying to prepare for the opportunities ahead, not knowing what were, what was coming my way, but knowing that if I just did the work, if I, if I did the work, all right, if I, if I got prepared, if I prepared myself, I'd be ready for whatever opportunity came my way. And, you know, <laughs> would you say that, that work ethic is the biggest thing that a young artist can learn and develop? Uh, just at the beginning of their career? And if not, what do you think, what, what one piece of advice would you give an artist just starting out their career that they need? Well, I, yeah, I mean, not to, not to be so cliche about it, but it, it really is true. Nobody gets, nobody gets great at something by just, you know, and listen, to be frank, like I said, I, I didn't really start putting that work in until I started on American Idol, okay? I was a late bloomer. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Um, but it's never too late, right? So I was able to seize that opportunity at age 26, right? Um, but but I've, I've been, like I said, I've been singing since I was born. So I, I've sort of always been, you know, doing that kind of work, working on my voice, singing it. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's, it's a muscle. Your vocal cords are a muscle. You got to exercise them where they'll, they'll go flat and they won't be worth the damn. Right. So, so there's that. Um, but you know, I, I would just say, you know, whatever, whatever your craft is, if you're a guitar player, if you're, you know, if you're a drummer, you, you got to do whatever you can to, um, to work on that craft, whatever, whatever it takes. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have a drum set, get some buckets or just whatever you can to get some rhythm down. Um, if you, you know, do whatever you can to, there's, there's so many tools out there now, nowadays, right. To, to, to be able to use a lot of them are so, so many of them are free too. Um, uh, do whatever you can to immerse yourself in, in whatever it is that you want to do, even outside of music, whatever it is you want to do, Theo. You know, you want to be a ball player. You got to put up the shots, man. You got to go take some shots. If you want to be a, you know, if you want to be a, if you want to be a, a janitor, you got to go mop some floors. You know, <laughs> it's whatever it is that you aspire to do. You can't get there without putting the work in and, uh, and it's never too late. So, I mean, I'm a prime example of that. And, and, uh, um, 
and and don't you know no one's getting rich playing music i'm just wanna, i just want to put that out there for the record you know you can't really you know if you can sort of monetize it and if you could make a living doing it we're all you know we're we're that's an, such a blessing and and such a rare uh thing to do but you know, I'd say first and foremost, you just have to have the love for it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and if you if you love what it is you want to do and what you do um, and it fulfills you, um, the only way to get better at it is just to work at it, just to put the work in, you know, whatever that entails. So for me, it was just singing, singing constantly. I get in trouble at home. My brother hated me. My little brother hated me for, I just, I was never quiet. You know, I was always, and I wasn't one to seek attention. It's just that I could never stop singing, you know? So I was always singing. I was always making, at, at the kitchen table, my, my mom would always yell at me, just making beats on my kitchen table, you know, like um, hitting the wall, making beats. I just couldn't, couldn't sit still, you know? I was just a really active child growing up and I've always been really active and I've just, so I've just, it's just sort of always been naturally a part of me, you know? And, and so even if I'm not working on it, like, uh, working on my singing like um in a uh in like an educational sense per se um i'm always exercising my voice i'm always always singing so uh that alone help helps tremendously so so do that you know do whatever it is do, do what you can to to keep to, you know to 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 hone your craft you know what are you doing right now to to better your musicianship like what's one or two skills that you're you're really trying to work at um, oh, it's always, it's always changing, which is, which is cool. You know, sometimes there's, uh, sometimes you focus on, on other areas more than others. Right. So, uh, I'd say late, I'd say lately it's been more behind the scenes in the studio, hmm. sort of learning how to, um, um, how to, uh, uh, put together a track, right. To put together a song, um, Staring at waves all day on a computer screen is a lot different than, you know, than recording your voice all day uh, or, or, or being on stage somewhere. So I, I've sort of been getting into more of the production side of things. And um, I've been kind of using more tools. I, I love, I love um, doing all my, I love arranging vocals. And so I've been working on doing, I've been working on that a lot. Like I've been arranging not just my vocals, but other other on other projects too, which is new for me. Um, but I've also been learning a lot in that process, which is really cool. Learning a lot of technical tools on the computer uh, with uh, Pro Tools and um, what's the other? Uh, uh, what's Digital the other? Performer? What's that? Or what? Another Cubase? Maybe? No, like uh, Pro Tools. There's Pro Tools. There's um, Digital Performer, Logic. Yeah, logic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't think of the other app, but but yeah. So I've been learning some tools on on those apparatuses, and um, um, it's really helped me with my vocal arrangements and stuff. And I've been growing with that. So yeah, I mean, uh, there's always something to learn. There's always questions to be asked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, there's never any shortage of that. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's important too to realize. I mean, to understand um, that. Outside of your own craft, you can do, you can diversify that in so many ways. You know what I mean? Um, if you know you want to, you can pick up an axe and, and learn how to play some chords and stuff. But then maybe try to record them and try to learn that aspect of it. You know, nowadays it's 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 so much more of a do it yourself, um, and there are more tools now than ever. So use them, take mm -hmm. advantage of them. 
That's what I'm trying to do. Are you, are you starting to work with other artists? Like you're trying to develop other artists or are you so solely focusing on yourself by learning these production skills? Uh, so solely myself, but it's also helped me in, in working with other artists. I wouldn't say I'm developing other artists. I just have a lot of music, musician friends that are working on their own respective projects. Um, some of whom have called me in to help, help with vocal arrangements or songwriting, um, or just help them with ideas, bounce, bouncing ideas. You know, that's a lot of times that's just what writing the song is about. You know, sometimes it's just, Hey, what do you think of this line? How, what do you think about saying it like this? And then just sort of bouncing ideas off of one another that really can make a world of difference in your, in your song craft, you know? Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that I've been developing other developing artists or even new artists. I've just been, been lucky enough to have been, you know, working with, uh, with other artists, some of whom are friends and, or friends of theirs, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So shifting gears slightly, I want to go to live performances. How, what is your current live performance, uh, preparation? Like, can you, like, let's say you're going to go out on a tour, okay? Or, or even just do a series of, of uh, gigs. What's your preparation pre-gig? And then what's your preparation all, like your, or your routine on show day? Well, I'm a, I'm, I hate to let you guys down because I, I, this, this kind of falls back to my natural, my natural vibes, right? Um, I think it's just, it's, it's really simple. I, I don't do a lot of the teas or the lozenges, um, I just warm up my voice. It's really that it's, I, I don't mean to sound so simple, but, or so boring about it, but I just, I go over, I go over in my head, the songs and the set list. Um, uh, I go over, um, you know, what, what song, what songs I'm going to break on, what songs we're going to break down, break the band down where, where in the show I'm going to run my, run my mouth and, and, and do some talking to the audience and engage them. Um, and then I just, I just warm up my, I just do some vocal warm ups. really. I mean, it's, you know, that's really it. I, um, I like to huddle my, I like to huddle my, uh, my bandmates before we go out on stage and say something nice. Um, tell everybody to go just have fun and kill it. And that's really all we do. It's really not that, it's not that, uh, not that exciting. <laughs> are, are you picking the band? What's that? Are you picking the members of the band? Oh yeah. 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 I have. Although these these days I don't travel or play a lot with the full with the full band, it's it's gotten rather expensive, you know, to travel with with the whole crew like that. But um, so I do more ac acoustic shows now than ever. Um, but yeah, whoever I'm with, I yeah I've been playing with a lot of the same guys for years now, um, which is important because they know my music and they you know we we know each other well and and we're all friends and and uh, we have a blast together. So um. And that helps. That that helps. I mean, music, the stage music should never be. Um, it should be the 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 most free you can ever feel. You know what I mean? There should never be any, like like you said, egos or issues or problems. They all sort of you check those at the door when you're playing music. You're, you know, you're free of concern. You know, whatever those concerns are. You know, you're. <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, you're focused on giving the people in front of you, whether it's two or 200 or 2000, um, giving them the best feelings that they have, that they can, that they can feel for an hour, an hour and a half. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. and in turn, in return, we get the same thing back. You know, it's a lot, a lot of concert goers don't, <clears throat> don't get that. Right. They don't understand how it makes us feel, you know, selfishly. We love, 
we love that, you know, to 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 get that love back from the crowd and and it just uh kind of keeps us going. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty power another powerful feeling that's hard to describe unless you've really experienced it or done it before, you know? So yeah, I mean what yeah. What um, a great gig. <laughs> what what projects are you doing right now? What are you currently most involved in that you're excited about that's happening right now? Well, um, so my roommate and one of my best friends, his name is Blake Lewis. Shout out to Blake. He was um, he was a runner up. He finished second on season six of American Idol, the season after mine. I was on season five, and um, we've been roommates for man, we've been going on seven seven years now. Technically, we're married. <laughs> um, I know way too much about this cat, um, but we have a home studio at my place, and um, and he's been working really like incredibly hard on on uh, on his new uh, project which is forthcoming. I think it comes out in less than a month. Um, I've got three co-writes on his album. I got a do, I have a duet on his album and I helped arrange a lot of, a lot of the vocals on his album with him too. So that's coming out soon. I'm, I'm really happy for him, proud of him. Um, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, also I have, I I'm working on releasing a new album of mine in maybe November or December, hopefully by year's end. Yes. Um, <laughs> hopefully by years, by, by the end of the year. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's actually, it's actually going to be a version of an album that I released in Japan four years ago. Um, but that nobody's heard here. Um, I'm super proud of it. I work really hard on it. Um, it did okay there in Japan. You know, I got to go tour over there again and, and set it up with a lot of promo stuff. Um, I, I and so, uh, now I have an opportunity to release it here four years later, um, it'll be new to you guys. And, uh, um, it's kind of timeless, like kind of timeless in a sense that it's like 90, it's got a nineties R and B kind of, kind of feel to it. Um, so yeah, I, hopefully I'll get to share that in November, December and, and, uh, maybe go out and play some shows to support it. And, you know, lather, rinse and repeat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the other things we got going on is, is we're going to be doing a workshop, an educational workshop. That's soon. right. Um, first ever. Yeah. So, so talk about what will young artists learn from coming and hanging out with you? <clears throat> well, I think, you know, all the aforementioned, you know, the, all the aforementioned, I think, um, it wasn't until we started putting this together that I realized, man, I really have something to offer here. Like I, I've, I, I know I don't, I haven't been around that long, but in my 13 years of doing this as a professional, there are some traits and some tools that I've picked up along the way that I'm happy to share. Um, and just, you know, see, I brought my cheat sheet, but you know, like we talked about earlier, uh, emoting, you know, uh, stage presence, um, professionalism. Um, you know, one of the things I tell young people, I, I've gotten to do a few, I wouldn't say workshops, but just some, some, some sessions with some, uh, I visited some musical, uh, some performing arts uh, schools over the, over the past couple of years. Um, and one of like, like one of the sort of sort of off things we'll talk about is just like having having a stick of deodorant in your car um, or a, a change of clothes. Let's say you're on you're driving somewhere or you're on, you're on the road and you get called in for an audition, right? But you're not prepared. Be as prepared as you can. Uh, I was I had been called in for an audition years ago, and I remember somebody showed up and they had some bo. Their bo was just pungent. It's just to say the least, right? And 
I remember the 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 music the music director of the band was like I I don't think I'm gonna call this dude again, you know? And it's just something as simple as that, like hygiene, you know what I mean? Something as simple as personal hygiene. Um, it, it can be the difference between getting a gig or never getting called back for a gig again. You know what I mean? So we're gonna talk about stuff like that. Um we're gonna we're gonna be hands-on. We're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna do some performances. Um you know, uh, learning learning how how and when to inject certain inflections to a to a line of a song. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get technical that way. Um, just all encompassing. I'm just happy to share whatever I <clears throat> whatever wealth of knowledge that I that I can and and stuff that I've learned along the way. I I think you know if if I could help one person out, then then I'm satisfied. You know. <laughs> and for people that aren't in the Los Angeles area, what would be an artist listening, one piece of advice that that you want them to take away from this, but they're at the beginning of their career. What do they want to learn? What do you want them to learn from you? I would say, and again, I, this may sound cliche or may sound pretty, uh, whatever. But wherever you are, if you live in Anchorage, Alaska, okay, if you live in Billings, Montana, wherever, just pick a city. Um, get get in front of people. Get in front of people as often as you can. If it's your grandparents at the convalescent home, if it's the McDonald's parking lot, if it's at the mall, okay? Anywhere that you can set up shop, share your your, your gift, your talent with whoever will listen. Um, get yourself in front of an audience. Go to an open mic. Be be open. Be open to, to sharing your, to putting yourself out there. You know what I mean? Um, open mics. Um, Casting calls, uh, whatever you can to, 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 to get in front of somebody you may influence or who may influence you. Do that. Go there and do that. Um, that's what I'd say. Start there. I started off in the convalescent, in my grandma Zeta's convalescent home. And who'd have thunk that, uh, you know, 20 some years later, I'd, you know, I'd be on the biggest TV show in the country and have a hit record out. You know what I mean? So you never know where, where you never know where it could take you. You never know when you, you never know until you put yourself out there, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and I know that music especially is very, is a, we we're in a very vulnerable state, you know, we're, we're really giving our, our heart and soul. And, uh, and when we're performing, you know, and, and the performing arts is that it's, is such a vulnerable state to be in, but don't be afraid to, to get in front of an audience, whoever that may be, your family, you know, your friends, parties, um, do that. Start there and then come then come and see me. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Super yeah. motivational. Create your, own, really your good. own opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. never know where they're going to come from, you know? Yeah. And the more you do that, the more you'll be prepared for whatever may come your way. And again, cliche as it is, it's really the honest truth, you know? Yeah. So. Any final sure. questions before we... Uh bring the boat to dock here no this has been great man i've enjoyed talking to you yeah, yeah no, really exactly. motivational yeah. appreciate you guys having me man so yeah. people that want to find you uh on the socials where can they find you yeah so i guess uh on twitter i'm just elliot yamin e-l-l-i-o-t-t-y-a-m-i-n um same thing on instagram or or you can find me on uh it's sing like you mean it on instagram yeah, I like um that. Quick story about that. I stole yeah, that please. from uh, from a young lady who was in the crowd. Every week she came with her mom, young girl, uh, to the taping to a taping of American Idol, <clears throat> and she made this sign every week: "Vote, vote like you mean it." Right? And I thought, 
that is genius. I love that. I'm going to use that somehow, some way <laughs> later on in life. And so um, that's sort of what I call my business, you know, seeing like you mean it. And um, that's what I am on Instagram. So <laughs> nice. We dig it. Yeah, All right. Well, the audience is most definitely better for this. And I think uh, super pumped up to go out and ask some questions and live their musical truth. So appreciate you being here with us and, and, and talking with you. And for everybody listening, we'll tie all that stuff in the show notes. And we'll see you later. Thanks for listening to Musician Mindset with Dave Johnstone and Jason Land. You can contact the show through Facebook and Instagram at Musician Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. 